everybody, welcome to the Daily Underswell. I'm Derek Sabori, I'm your host, and you are tuned in to the podcast about sustainability, cool products, products in the market, on the shelves of the places you shop or online. Um, mostly just things that I think, well, let's put it this way, things that interest me, that I think will interest you, that are for the everyday average person. My hope here is to bridge sustainability talk and sustainability knowledge that is in the professional space with you as an average person going about whatever you do on a daily basis in any um, in any sector. So chances are you are interested in sustainability, you're intrigued, you care, you wanna do something, you're not quite where, sure where to start. Sustainability is not necessarily in your profession. I hope to let you know that you can ingrain it into whatever you do as a creative, as a techie, as a finance person, as a journalist, as an author, as a builder, whoever you are, sustainability plays a role in your life, whether you know it or not, and it's important. So let's dive in and have a look at some fun things that are going on out on the web, things that I found that are in my inbox. I'm going to get them to yours, and I'm going to do this in a uncut, underproduced, and unedited way. So here we go. Let's dive in. Um, Enjoying a glass of wine here myself, so this made me think and of this article that I had read on Treehugger. This is an article by Lloyd Alter on treehugger.com, and this is titled, Why Don't More People, Especially Environmentalists, Drink Bag-in-Box Wine? So the article features a wine company called Bota Box, B-O-T-A Box, and they've got this Cabernet, and it's in a square box, almost like a milk carton. And the article goes on to say that perhaps our perceptions are predicated on the packaging. And from an environmental point of view, bag-in-box wine is almost a no-brainer. As we noted in Treehugger almost a decade ago, it uses far less packaging, takes up far less space, and costs far less to ship with far less of a carbon footprint. It often costs less, and the fancy multi-layered plastic bag shrinks as the wine is poured, so it stays fresh for weeks. Other than refilling your bottles like they do in France, there's probably nothing greener, says Lloyd. And um, I think that's an interesting concept. Obviously, shipping is going to be better because you can fit more on a truck, and that's a lot of times where the carbon footprint comes in. If your packaging weighs less, you get more products on the truck. That's why they say sometimes, not sometimes, most of the time, that actually um, shipping, get uh, plastic bags, you know, like your plastic shopping bags, that those have a, lo- a lower carbon footprint because in transportation, you can fit more of them onto a truck, so you're burning less fuel per per um, paper bag than you are um, the heavier paper bag. And I should have said plastic bag the first time. Hopefully you caught my drift there. But that's what Lloyd is referring here um, to with shipping and getting less of a carbon footprint. He says in this article that they tried it years ago, but they were not impressed with the quality of the wine. However, on a recent visit to the liquor store, he noticed that Boda Box um, was offering a California Cabernet, and he decided to give it a try. Bodabox puts its environmental credentials right up front on the packaging. They say our eco-packaging locks in a great taste for a month or more by keeping out light and air. The cardboard is made from unbleached certified paper, printed with VOC-free inks, so that's vo- um, volatile organic compounds, and um, bonded with cornstarch instead of glue and 100% recyclable. And... 
If you remember, the reason we look for um, certifications on paper or cardboard or paper products, that FSC certification or other, is to let us know that that paper was sourced from responsible forestry pra practices. And it also says that the bag and spout are Category 7 recyclables. And uh, Lloyd actually states that now that this, this last sentence is a bit disingenuous, he says Category 7 is an other and the stuff that doesn't fit any other category, which is true. But I do like that they didn't um, necessarily try to make any claims about that plastic. They simply said, hey, it's Category 7. It's just an other. It is what it is. And sometimes that's as good as you do. So... Um, Good job to Boda Box. My personal favorite these days is a wine that we get from Trader Joe's, and it's called Greenfin. And Greenfin comes in a variety of varietals. And I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm definitely not a wine expert, but um, I do enjoy, um, you know, a, a decent wine. And I've tested this out amongst many friends and family members, and this green fin kind of makes the grade. Where they have a red table wine, a Pinot Noir, um, a Pinot Grigio, and it's made with organic grapes, it's done here in California, and the price is just right. I think it's under four bucks. So have a look at that at Trader Joe's. Ask for green fin organic wine, and um, tell them I sent you. Tell them the underswell sent you. All right, so, um, that's it for for wine. Let's move on to um, let's move on to something a little more active, if we can. A couple things going on in in fashion and wearables. Um, I was going through Indiegogo, the um, crowdsourcing platform, and this jacket came up. It's called Twenty Two Degrees. It's an eco neoprene ocean jacket, and I'm not always a fan of descriptives like eco um, because sometimes that can just lead me down a path and I don't always, um, I don't know, it's just not my favorite um, way to describe a product, but sometimes it might get the point across or, or grab you in the headlines and it grabbed me here, but it says, an eco-responsibly produced neoprene hooded jacket made for the ocean. My first thought was, and this is by Rick Miskivs in San Francisco, United States. Um, they've um, they've raised $4,000 so far. They're trying to get to $7,000. 32 people have backed it. But a couple things struck me here. One, neoprene is not necessarily a very sustainable material. So um, I just had a look. And also this was an oversized neoprene jacket and and it wasn't something that was familiar to me. So I just said, what the heck is this? So I went in, had a look, and it ends up that the jacket is designed to keep you warm and dry while you're out on the ocean or caught in the rain. I'm reading the description here. And it says that it was designed by Rick Miskiv and while working as a dive master in Palau. So the jacket has become a staple among renowned underwater photographers, marine biologists, shark researchers, and more. 22 Degrees is excited to announce the new version of our jacket that will be produced using a Blue Sign certified factory process. And I'll tell you what that is in just a minute. That reduces um, CO, the, re the CO2 footprint by using recycled neoprene and old tires. So ends up it seems like it does have a few credentials which are pretty good it doesn't say at least um okay here we go they're excited to announce their new prototype jacket um it says that in palau rick would walk by a pile of used tires in the landfill on his way home every day it made an impression about how we impact nature the jacket will be produced by an industry leader in wetsuit manufacturing with blue sign certified factory processes blue sign is a 
organization that certifies the chemical inputs and it's sort of like a, um, a safe positive list. So what they do is they have come up with, um, after years of, of science and chemistry, have you know sort of outlined dye stuffs and processes that um, are good going in. So they don't necessarily test on the way out because their, their idea is that good products going in will leave you with clean products going out. So Bluestein, Bluestein has become an industry standard that you can start to look for or ask for from your favorite brands. But if you're working with a brand that is Blue Sign certified, or they were a, a um, what's called a Blue Sign system partner, and then that brand is sourcing from Blue Sign factories, then chances are you're going to get a really good, high standard, relatively safe and clean product. So this is their plan: is to um, use work with cert Blue Sign certified factories, reducing the CO2 footprint, and using water-based glues, recycled neoprene, and old tires says that this is a modest step forward, but hopefully each small step towards making more responsible products has a positive ripple effect. Um, 22 Degrees here, which is this company, is also a member company of the 1% of 1 for the planet, which means that they have pledged to donate 1% of their sales, of their annual profits, to conservation efforts. 1% for the planet is a really neat organization. You can check them out. They've got a great website, and they've got a whole bunch of brands that um, have made that commitment and one percent was started by um, Yvonne Chouinard, um, the founder of Patagonia and uh, who else um, uh, I can't remember right now but either way they've got this great organization that basically challenges companies to donate a measly one <laughs> percent of their earnings to environmental causes that um, are, so are vetted out by 1% for the planet. So it's a nice way for um, companies to come together as a community, work together. Um, if you go to their website though, you'll see you know companies like Fat Tire, um, New Belgium Brewing Company, which does Fat Tire and many other great beers. They are a member. Um, it says that they are a global network of businesses and nonprofits and individuals working together for a healthy planet and more than $175 million has been given back to the environment thanks to 1% for the planet. So I've got to work with them a, a bit while I was at Vulcan because we were a 1% for the planet member for a portion of the line. So um, check them out and check out some of the brands that are on there. You will see, um, let's see if I can find a couple of, uh, well, I'll leave that for you, business members. I'm gonna list off a couple of brands here. But even going back to that 22 degrees jacket, it looks cool, check it out on the Indie, on the uh, Indiegogo site and um, it's nice to see when brands are willing to step up and put their sustainability credentials up there. So yeah, on the 1% for the Planet site you will find many, many brands um, that you may or may not recognize. Some are small, some are big, and they've got their own branded products. They've got books and it's a cool site, cool logo to look for on your products as you shop. So that was the uh, the 22 degrees jacket. I've got some good ambassadors and this jacket, it's good for you if you're a fishing person, if you're out on boats a lot, and it looks like it is $125, which is 40% off right now, so not too bad. Um, what else, speaking of neoprene, uh, I did a video review of this um, one time and I use mine regularly, so this is a testimonial that I can solidly vouch for. I supported these guys on their Kickstarter campaign, but they are called Suga 
yoga mats, S-U-G-A-M-A-T-S. And these are premium yoga mats made from recycled wetsuits and inspired by the California lifestyle. So the Suga mat goes from about 80 bucks. Um, it's this really neat looking black, um, it almost looks like carpet padding. You know how it has sort of that mix of all the different foams and everything in there. So it's black with just specks of all the different neoprene colors in there. 100% recycled yoga mats. In fact, these guys are also a 1% for the planet member. Um, they're also part of um, the Deep Blue Life from my friends over at Sustainable Surf. Sustainable Surf is a great nonprofit organization as well, using surfing, the kind of the cool factor in the surfing life to promote sustainable living and really making some progress in helping surfboards get made better and helping the surf industry really um, commit to some change and, and sort of help to celebrate that. But back on Suga mats here, um, I've got this yoga mat. I really, really like it because that neoprene um, it just doesn't get slippery. It actually starts off dry and, and um, not slippery, but it moves around on the floor. But man, the instant that, that that mat starts to get wet or you start to sweat on it, it just becomes better and it gets better and better. So you actually don't need to cover up with a towel or anything on it because um, it just gets grippier and grippier. So if you're a yoga person like me and you want to look that's a little bit different and you want a mat that has a sustainability story, check out Suga Yoga Mats. And I'm going to stay here on the recycled product theme because a couple other cool products um, that are in the news right now. Nike has come out with a what's called a fly leather. And it says that um, this is a new shoe process and it says that these these shoes are made with at least 50% leather fiber for 100% performance. And leather fiber, what does that mean? Well, it says this is the greatest advance in leather since leather. Nike Fly Leather reclaims leather otherwise lost in the manufacturing process to create a material that's 40% lighter and five times more abrasion resistant than full grain leather. The process reduces water use by 90% with an 80% smaller carbon footprint versus traditional leather manufacturing. So that's those are pretty big numbers. And they say that uh, fly leather is an engineered leather. It's a material that looks, feels, and smells like natural leather. And you've probably heard me say it before, but um, leather is what I've learned from my time in the apparel space and working on the environmental profit and loss with Volcom and Caring is that leather sort of per kilogram or per you know per unit of weight has the one of the highest um, environmental impact index um, measurements that there is. So it is the more you use, it's um, unproportionately higher you know compared to the rest of the fibers, cotton, hemp, polyester, nylon, you name it. Leather has one of the biggest impacts. So this is a really important step. And they said that it feels like leather, smells like leather, and it's made by binding at least 50% reclaimed leather fibers together in an innovative, environmentally sustainable, water-powered process. So they don't explain too much about how it's uh, made, but um, they do say that over 15% of leather pallet falls to tannery floors, eventually going to landfills, and that they are reclaiming these leather fibers to create a material that's better for the environment. So perfect story there, right? If we can create a fiber or a material that is stronger, lighter, faster, better, you can make it cheaper and you can make it from make it with, with leftover scraps that would have been sent to the landfill, then um, that's a great story. So 
Um, check that out. Check out the Nike fly leather story. It's on the Nike website. It's got a whole bunch of press as well. And this kind of has the old school classic. I forgot the model that, um, that it is, but it says that it is the, their most sustainable leather, including synthetic leather, um, leather. So check it out. Oh, it's in the tennis classic. That's the silhouette that it's in. Um, Speaking of products, if you also are a sneakerhead, enjoy shoes um, like me, and you're looking for sustainable options, so you've got those Nike, those Nike fly leathers, but how about the world's first shoe ever made using Parlay Ocean plastic? And this is the gill net used to create this shoe was intercepted by Sea Shepherd during Operation Icefish, and I'm sure you've heard of Sea Shepherd. They had a cable channel show, Captain Paul Watson and his crew out saving whales, from um illegal hunters and uh such an awesome awesome group um but uh adidas here or adidas depending on which side of the uh of the planet you're from or uh or who you've been hanging out with but um the brand adidas a record-breaking mission to protect sea life from illegal fishing in the Southern Ocean. They partnered up with Sea Shepherd, like I said, but they Parlay is the nonprofit organization that they have worked with. Parlay does a lot promoting plastic waste and um, clean oceans and using recycled materials. And I take that back. I don't know if Parlay is a nonprofit. I can't remember because they've got a dot .tv, but Adidas says that they are working with Parlay to prevent plastic entering our oceans and transform it into high-performance sportswear spinning the problem into a solution and a threat. So these are some of my favorite looking, um, quote unquote, sustainable shoes. It's the Ultra Boost by Parlay. It's a high performance with a higher purpose, energy returning boost, midsole with prime knit. So it's a knit shoe. And that knit technology like Nike did, the fly knit, is such a good sustainability story because it's almost like 3D printing, right? So you're not cutting out patterns and, and being left with waste. The yield is almost perfect because you knit it essentially into this sock format and then you put the bottom on. So there's, it's, it's a light material. They can use recycled polyester and they sort of knit to fit, if you will. So it's a very efficient um, manufacturing process. So Adidas is using that as well. And they say that there are 11 plastic bottles that are saved from entering the oceans by them using these, um, this recycled material and partnering with, with Parlay. And Parlay has this um, plan to end plastic pollution. They say avoid it, intercept it, and redesign. No plastic bags, no microbeads, and next up, no more virgin plastic in our supply chain. Our aim is to stop plastic before it enters the ocean, but the change is on all of us, and that they are driving eco-innovation around materials, products, and new ways of using them. New methods, new mindsets, new future. So check out Parlay. Um, they've got a pledge. They, um, Adidas just did a thing called um, Running for the Oceans back uh, this last summer. This shoe has been out for a little while, so it's not the, the hottest thing. It actually sold out pretty quickly. It was hard to get, but I think you can get it again so far. So adidas.com forward slash parlay, P-A-R-L-E-Y. Um, what else? Sticking in the fashion market, actually, if we move up a tier in the luxury market, Caring, the parent company of many brands uh, that you might recognize, Gucci, Stella McCartney, Alexander McQueen, Brioni, um, etc. And on the sports and lifestyle side, Puma, Volcom, Outer Known, a portion of Outer Known. And um, they have been recognized for the third time 
as the industry leader in the 2017 Dow Jones Sustainability Index in the textiles, apparel, and luxury goods sector. So considered as the standard for measuring corporate sustainability, the DJSI, or the Dow Jones Sustainability Index, awarded Caring the top score overall for its environmental and social performance in its sector. Following a comprehensive assessment against 23 criteria across three categories and compared to its sector and luxury peers. So this is awesome and it doesn't surprise me. Um, I've been lucky enough to work with Caring for years now and um, they deserve it. They're, they've got a great team, such a smart team. They're totally committed to their, to their program. They're working very, very hard to um, progress and be a leader. So hats off, congratulations, and you can, I don't know, you can, you can um, purchase your luxury goods um, confidently knowing that, you know, most every brand in the group has a really great, strong sustainability program. So whether you're shopping for uh, shoes at Balenciaga or bags at uh, Bottega Veneta or you're buying a suit at Brioni, like I said, you know that sustainability is a big part of that. So Puma, Cobra, and um, Cobra, Cobra Puma Golf and Volcom are also on their roster. So congratulations, Caring, on that recognition. Let's see here. What else? Um, that's kind of uh, that's kind of that. I think. Um, how about this one? Countdown to Climate Week. Here's some other brands getting some recognition. This is on the. Um, this is the their100.org site. But this is Countdown to Climate Week, New York City, 2017. A record number of global companies to source 100% renewable power. And we know that renewable power is um, power that comes from sources that are um, can be renewed or renew themselves. Solar, wind, hydro, etc. It says days before Climate Week, New York City, 2017, gets underway in New York City. The Estee Lauder companies, Kellogg Company... DBS Bank and Cliff Bar and Company have joined RE100, the 100% renewable power campaign for business led by the Climate Group in partnership with CDP. The four companies have all committed to sourcing 100% renewable electricity across their global operations and are helping to drive important changes in electricity markets. So this is 106 member um, 106 members of the campaign are now taking the total demand for renewable e- electricity to around 150 terawatt hours annually, more than enough to power New York State. So that's great news. It's good to see, this is what I like and why I like doing this is because when I see companies that I recognize that are kind of heavily um, showcased and available in the regular market and they're doing commitments like this, that's what it's about. And I believe that corporations have the biggest responsibility because they play such an influential role. And most of us are just out getting by, doing what we need to do, buying our cereal, buying our snacks, and to know that we can buy a Cliff Bar or buy cereal from Kellogg and know that they are doing their part without us making a big a big fuss about it is just um, really admirable. So great job, Estee Lauder, Kellogg Company, Cliff Bar, Kellogg um, and then uh, DBS Bank. That is good to know. Um, what else? Uh, anything else out there? Always be free to um, check in with me. If you've got something you want to see us cover or challenge me on something, talk about something, or 
lean towards a specific sector, do let us know. Always happy to uh, to take those uh, comments, criticism, advice, or suggestions. But um, I think I'm going to wrap it up for tonight because my goal is to keep these podcasts relatively short. And I'm exactly at 24 minutes, which is right on my mark. So I did all right. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Check back soon. We try to do these every other day or so, sometimes once a week, sometimes just uh, when I can get to them. But I uh, hope you appreciate them. I'm having a good time doing it. Tell a friend. Check out our website, theunderswell.com, for sustainability stories and uh, things going on in the news, culture, products, design, brands, etc. That's it. Have a good day. See you next time.